And this is We Heard About Pluto, a Psych Rewatch podcast. I am your host, Reeves, along with my additional hosts. Nope. Revolution <laughs> happening. False. No. False. False. <laughs> Hi, this is We Heard About Pluto. I am one of the two co-hosts of this show, JP. With me, as always, is my co-host, George. Hello. And additionally, we have another guy here named Reeves. Another guy? Host. I've Our been reduced to host. Yeah. I got you both co-signed and we're very happy with additional hosts as recent <laughs> as last episode and i get bumped down to additional guy things happen Reeks. baby additional rigs go ahead take it, Addi- take, it a- take it from here baby additional rigs okay i'm fine with that that's that does have a nice ring to it <laughs> this is episode 10 episode 10 we're in the double digits we'll never look back from this point from being, we'll never be in single digits again with episodes. Episode wow. number ten. What about what if we're in season, season two? two episode yeah. one. <laughs> no, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> he's right. Didn't think about that. I just <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll count them. Yeah, we can't do it now. They're gonna. It's gonna be <laughs> just continue to go. But yes, this is episode number ten. From the Earth to Starbucks. From the Earth to the Starbucks. I'm sorry. Um, is the episode title? um fun episode very very fun episode i really i i enjoyed this one a lot i'm interested to see what you guys have to think but um i gotta really i maybe have the shortest recap of all time should we get to that and we just go right into it let's do it let's i got i got i I got some things to say specifically one thing to say i'm excited yes yes um okay we are gonna get into so the recap here is the flashback's very quick. It's um, Sean and Gus, young Sean and Gus with uh, youngish Henry at a grocery store. Um, Sean is trying to get more candy than Henry will allow, or that his money will allow. And, you know, trying to work the system in ways or, or whatever. And he gets up to the checkout line. Young Sean goes to buy for his, like, three candy bars, I believe. And instead of having to sacrifice one and, you know, learn a lesson of like, you know, spending money wisely, he is the millionth customer and gets all this free shit. So effectively learning nothing. And no, here's what we learned. (laughs) Sean deserved this fucking win. His dad is an ogre. And that's true. Good. I'm glad it made Henry feel fucking bad because Sean deserved this win. Dude, it made it made me mad because that's my fucking brother. (laughs) <laughs> if there's a raffle that dude is fucking winning it oh see and, i am that guy and, and oh, so man. i'm the one that's like oh yeah it's so great someone was lucky and they got luck yet again <laughs> oh man i'm the one i'm i'm the one that just rolls natural 20s all the time and everybody else <laughs> fucking hates me i was i was big time gus where i was i would have been like no you have to go first and it would have been like my own fucking dumbass <laughs> that made me not get it <laughs> I definitely related more to Gus too in that scenario where I wouldn't have been. It, it, Sean is, and I get it. And we we you know Henry is crazy, and you know we've established the Henry Magometer, and it, it it gets red sometimes. But I don't know, young Sean. I, sometimes I find Long. myself kind of siding with Henry a little bit. <laughs> oh Sean, my young, god, young Sean is kind of a little. A little, he's a little dick sometimes, so you know. Much propaganda coming out of Reeves right now. I know, right? It's, it, but he's I out just they're like defending our lives. You know? <laughs> he's putting his life on the line. If anything, he's a hero, and he's got this just little liberal shit kid. Just <laughs> that kid is Antifa. Wait, Sean's too leftist. He's way too le- wanting this, f- <laughs> wanting a fucking handout, the candy bars. You know, you gotta. We work for our candy. 
This is um, <laughs> this is final young Sean, right? We finally made it. I think so. I I, I believe you're right. No, we we change well for the foreseeable future because young Sean changes and like like the season five or some shit uh, like that. But right. like he, this he, is this one's here for a while. For a while, yeah, he's yeah. here for a while. Although that was not the young Gus I remember. No, no, Gus young... continues to fluctuate. Mm-hmm. We haven't settled on young Gus yet. Yeah. yeah. It's in 10 episodes in, too. You thought they would have hammered that out by now. I can't now, believe but... we have young Sheldon, but no young Gus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would fucking watch the shit out of that show. Young Gus? Yeah, who came up with young Sheldon and just breezed over young Gus? Why are we USA, making that show? please make mm. a young Gus show. You have three <sighs> people who will watch it religiously here. <laughs> I actually don't have TVs. <laughs> George doesn't own a TV, yes. That's famous for him. Makes it very difficult for him to do this podcast and much more impressive that he's able to recall all these. I watch facts. everything on my phone. <laughs> in, in in quick bites. You're <laughs> Quibby Stan. You're you somehow still have an account. I don't know how that works, but But yes. Um so we move to the present day and Sean is at a bar, um, seemingly on a date, but um he realizes that girl is, you know, it goes awry, so to speak. We'll, we can get more into it. But then he meets, um, he, he stays in the bar, finishes his drink, and sees a inebriated Detective Lassiter um, at another table by himself. And he gets the details on the potential homicide of an astronomer. Astronomer. I'm sorry? Astr- we'll use take two. We'll this take three. This motherfucker said astronomer. Oh my God. I'm never going to let that down. said astronomer. Maybe I am the additional guy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lassiter is depressed about the fact that he ha- he has not been able to solve a crime in a long while. So Sean um, decides to solve the case on his behalf and credit Lassiter with everything and try to lead him in the right direction and just, you know, give him a win that he needs. He does need the win. I think that, that scene of drunk Lassie is both it's cute and endearing and makes you like Lassiter. It's also overdue. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Sean's fucking getting everything solved. You're not doing shit, homeboy. He's eating his right. lunch. He's, he's the head detective. Lunch. Yeah, he is. He, he, he is. is eating his lunch. Yes. And this might be the first time that Sean treats a woman with respect. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Yes. That's oh, a really long, good longer point. overdue. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 He 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 realizes based on the context clues that. Her boyfriend is not, in fact, cheating on her, is about to propose to her, and then does the right fucking thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's great. It's great. And it's, you're right. It's the first time because Sean's been such a dog all season. He has. And I really like how he ended that interaction where he just says to her, I'll never see you again, ever. <laughs> it was yeah. very funny to me. It was good. It felt mm. good to see yeah. him be a good guy. He's yep. turning a corner, and we all said he would. It just took a lot longer than I think all of us thought. Yeah, you initially. guys were like, no, it's only for like the first two episodes. And I'm like, no. guys, it's the whole fucking first season. Like, he's, really, he's a dog the entire first season. And here yeah. we are close to the end of the season. But yes, I, it was a great moment. Really great to see Sean being a good guy. Absolutely. Yeah, and he continues to be a good guy throughout this episode by trying to credit Lasseter with this case and he really cute. they all try so it is. hard i know and the team came together on this one there's a fist bump later that i actually was just like yeah that's what the show is gonna be mm-hmm. like I, it, it definitely uh um juliet's gonna be part of this like like you guys are all gonna be working together moving forward there's i mean we we've 
talked about how I like to like look at the extras and stuff in the background and stuff. Yes. And when when Sean is talking to the the like the the wife of of the the, the guy that's missing, um, Juliet, her desk is like directly in front of the chief's office, and she is like looking so hard to see what the fuck is up in that's there. really funny and it's so funny to, to to just like see her trying to get in on it see what's up because right after she comes up to them and is like well like well what's happening and seeing her try to get a glimpse of what's going on in there was just great good background acting it's it sh- she did a lot of that in this episode. She didn't have a lot of lines, but she did a lot of mugging in mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah. But like it worked and it was also it was it was it was growth for her character because she really cares about Lassiter and like really wants to help him out. And I think that that's it's very endearing. Now I will say I George, I've been looking more and more at the background actors because you keep talking about it. There's a guy in the background at the bar, and I'm assuming they filmed on the same day. Now, I didn't see him in the early part, but at the later part, when uh, Sean's there with, uh, with his dad, there's a guy standing right behind them that looks like a combination 1800s American politician slash clearly a, a professional fisherman. He's got yeah. the <laughs> mutton chops that go up and around, like, oh, like awesome, and, and just like big, scruffy white, but then he's Oh, it, it was fantastic. And I'm like, that guy's a star <laughs> in every episode. It's a star. I like your point. Yeah, because I didn't notice the Juliet um, peeking through the window on first watch. I'll have to go back and look for But that, that's great because you're right. She doesn't have many lines. And I feel like it's it overall been kind of light in this season so far, yeah. just in terms of her development. But she feels like she is a developed character more so than like her screen time would suggest, which... I mean, not unlike Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins' character in Silence of, of the Lambs. Yeah, I, I have always, I mean, anytime anyone is comparing Juliet to Hannibal Lecter, I, I'm just like, yeah, obviously. Obviously, I mean, you're the right. are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess it's you could the, say she's making a meal out of it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, yeah, so she's She's clearly, my favorite character. She's, ah. yeah. She's always eating, um, what is it? Uh, Chianti. Chianti, yes. Chianti. I was about to say eating Chianti like a real dumbass, but we're going to breeze past that. I can smell your pineapple. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That got JP an off camera laugh for that one. That was great. My my mind started going darker and darker and darker. All right, but we get to... So Sean's solving the case for Lassie. Sean gets a job at the observatory where the murdered man worked and uh, surprises Gus, who visits the building frequently. Sean breaks into the astronomy lab. God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> astronomy, astronomy lab. Astronomy. astronomy lab looks through the uh, logbooks and discovers a missing page. He realizes that the other astronomer... Astronomer. <laughs> Likely killed his co-worker. Sean and Gus try to break into the man's house. While there, they notice a weird flower and decide to take it. Gus discovers that the living astronomer is about to announce something big. They find out the flower is toxic and Sean realizes that this is how the man was murdered. And then they catch the other astronomer. Astronomer. Oh, 
really struggling. I'm so <laughs> conscious of saying that word now. Whatever, it's going in. It's either going no. in the title or at least in the uh, episode notes. One hundred percent, astronomer. It's gonna be a little, little fun thing for the listeners to pick up on. We'll see if they caught that. <laughs> I'm really glad we didn't draw attention to it. That way people can really uh, find it in their own time. What did you guys... That's it, though. It's, it is the other... Uh, the, the man's uh, co-worker, colleague yeah, in the Richard observatory. Kind. Yeah, Richard, Richard Kind. freaking let, Kind. Let me, let me jump in right away and Please. say... This is the most botched use of Richard Kind. <laughs> I, I am so sorry. The man has a gift, and he yes. plays manically funny so mm-hmm. well, and... I, I like he wasn't even being Richard Kind in this episode. Like I just I, don't get me wrong. I, I still like to him. look at him. I love it. Yeah, it's so great that he's there. But like, oh, man, ah, oh, they could have done so much more with him. He's so great. He is great. I know. I reckon. I, I like. I remember watching a show. Was it was it the Drew Carey show that he was on back in the day? Uh, he was on Mad About You, or as it's pronounced on Friendsman, Mad About Boo. Man about man he about also does a lot of animated voices and was in the Cone Brothers, a serious man. Mm. Yeah, he's just he's got such a great career. He's such a great comedic actor. He's a character actor. He does great cameos. Also, the subject of arguably George Clooney's most famous prank. Wow, I don't know mm. it. Oh, this is a delightful one. They were filming um some sort of movie together, and uh, uh, Richard Kind has cat that he he brings with him to the set. And uh, Clooney would sneak into uh, his his room and he would clean the litter box every day. <laughs> and uh, and and Richard Kind started talking about how uh, uh, the 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 oh my god, I'm something wrong with my cat. Like he hasn't relieved himself in like a week. And then uh, Clune Dog, that that dog, went in there the next time and took uh, a human dump in the litter box. Classic uh, Clune Dog. That's really Fucking funny. Clune Dog. Hey, look. I'm, I say it in a mocking tone, but I think it's a really good fucking break. It That's is. really funny. It's I also, pretty great. I really thought it was going to end at he was pranking him by being like super nice and just cleaning up the litter box. <laughs> it's like, take got that, you. fucking idiot, Richard Kind. Human beings can be nice to each other. <laughs> you fucking um, idiot. Here's the thing. I think that they probably were like, Richard Kind, please come on our television show. And he mm-hmm. said, I have two hours to get yeah. you and yeah. they said we'll fucking take it because yep. you're richard kind nope you're absolutely right he, i mean he is he is a treasure he's a treasure and I, I if that's what happened then they still did the right thing they got richard kind on their fucking show and that's they right. got to say we had richard kind on our show that's right um i mean let's talk about the fucking elephant in the room here gentlemen this is the episode the titular yes. line baby the mm-hmm. titular mm-hmm. line gus Uses his immortal pickup line. <laughs> Heard about Pluto? It's great. Messed up, right? That's messed up. And 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 it's the only time that in the context it both makes sense and also it makes him look like an idiot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, this astronomer, she's heard about Pluto. <laughs> she's actually not an astronomer yet. She's just the intern. She wants to be an astronomer. 
maybe right. she hadn't heard about Pluto. God, look at you guys saying the word like so effortlessly. I'm so <laughs> jealous of you. I, um, I, I, I when as I was watching the episode, I I literally to our group DM sent in all caps the titular the line. titular line. It's yeah. his first time. We're still waiting on friends for Joey to finally say how you doing, and we're wow. we're well through season two, and still he hasn't said it. Wow! So this was a big moment for me. I've been really really pent up and just waiting for someone to say a line that I want them to say, <laughs> and um, I tell you what, I, I got that relief I was seeking. We built the show around it, Hell and yeah. I I think not only was this show built around it, but Psych was built around it as well. I think mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, I read an interview with um, Steve Franks. And he said, "This was the they all they had when they started the show was Dulé Hill, not even the character of Gus, but saying this line to like impress a woman." And they built the show around that, which I think is very impressive. And I think it's nice how we followed that model. It's it's a bold call, and anyone mm -hmm. who does that is brave. Are they a hero? Absolutely. I, yeah. I think it's it's the most impressive thing is that they did that and still had the temerity to wait ten episodes to drop it in. 100%. That's a baller it's move a right baller there. It's a baller fucking move, mm -hmm. man. It's a baller move. They That's took it's, it's it's they took cues from the masters like Spielberg, you know, you don't show the shark until way late in the it's, movie. It, you know, I was going to say it's it's that it's that when you see a masterful single shot that goes on for 3 minutes and you're like this is amazing. Um, you know, we can talk about Goodfellas. We can talk about the first season of True Detective. Sure. Um, and that's what this was. I and mean, this was just a, an absolute masterclass in making your audience wait. And the mm -hmm. anticipation builds up into just absolute bliss. Oh, it's yeah. edging. It's edging. <laughs> Thank you for calling it what it is, Reese. Yeah, you're, right. Right. It's, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. right. So Franks is an edgelord. He's I, an I edgelord. In the best possible way. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we're not shaming. Right. I'm not shaming. Yeah. That's just, that's, how it goes we're just calling us calling it what it is um speaking, i like to oh sorry I no i'm sorry say, speaking of actors that yes. janitor guy <clears throat> doesn't he look like steve's on the whole time I really thought yes he at first it was soon as he showed up i'm like wow they got steve zahn and they didn't even fucking give him top billing no i thought it was steve zahn not steve zahn. it's not him uh, <laughs> I love you, Steve Zahn. <laughs> He's Steve great. Zahn, come on our podcast. We'd love to talk to you about your non-appearance on Psych. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he likes Psych. That guy has good taste. Oh, he's got to. Um, I mean, he was in that thing you do. He's got yes. good taste. That's right. Also, recently, The Good Lord Bird, which that show fucking ruled, and nobody watched it except I me. have not even heard of it. It was about Bird. the abolitionist John Brown, and Ethan Hawke was the titular John Brown. He wasn't Ooh. in the title, so I don't know why I said titular. <laughs> Ethan Hawke presents. Yeah, we're throwing titular around. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, it always. I love that word because I learned it from a uh, upright Citizens Brigade sketch. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. if you guys have seen this, but it is. It's maybe my favorite. That and the ass pennies are like the two best sketches mm -hmm. they ever did. But I always like. I, 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 I'm. I constantly say to people who have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm so tired of these Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Me, me too. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it, it's called the titular line. It's a great sketch. Really fucking funny. That's a great word, and we should pepper it in more often here. Yeah, I'd like to introduce a new segment though called in episode retractions, and I um, earlier posited that Richard Kind was on the Drew Carey show. He was not. He was on the show I was thinking of was Spin City. So, wow. oh, he was on Spin City. He apologies was on Spin to City. everybody. Apologies. Oh, Spin City was so good too. Great show. 
That's where I fell in love with Connie Britton. Everybody else is like, oh, she's Coach Taylor's wife. And I'm like, first of all, her name is not Coach Taylor's wife. But second of all, she was on Spin City before they brought in Heather Locklear. Spin City, bitch. Spin, spin City, bitch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 10, 10, 10, 10. Spinny's on Titty. (laughs) (laughs) You got there. I got got it. Guys, we're going going in interesting places with this podcast episode. That's right. (laughs) That's right. What did we, uh, we, overall though, what do we think? What what did we, uh, what did we think of this episode? Do we love it? I want to kick it over to you guys first because I've talked and you know, I do the recap. So people, George, I, I, I went first last time. So I want to hear what you've got to say about this beautiful episode. I freaking love this episode. (laughs) I love it so much. It was so earnest. It was so earnest. (laughs) I just think it's so great. This is what I like about psych. You know, you get Sean being a genuine nice guy he's right. this whole episode is him doing something for someone else mm-hmm. um there's a lot of great jokes when gus is like i'm going fucking stealth and he does this and he's like oh it's like a fucking bobblehead that's good setup and then when he fucking shows up at the uh the the I don't even, the planetarium yeah and and sean turns around and he's like the jackal has arrived that shit was hilarious. <laughs> also, just just anytime they feature the blueberry ferociously parking is a good scene. <laughs> um, it's great. I, I mean, <clears throat> as, uh, it, it's going to be hard. I saw. I, look, I haven't quite decided on my Gus Gush yet, wow. and that titular line is certainly up there. But there's a lot of good Gus moments in this mm-hmm. episode. This is a very, very Gus centric episode. Very Gus centric episode, and. It's for the best. Yes. I'm here to say it. Yep. Um, this is not to say that Sean does not get his time to shine. I like his little speech in the planetarium when he's trying to uh, tell him what's going on. And he makes everyone sick by spinning around the friggin' cosmos for 45 minutes. People stumbling out of there. It's so good. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, he refers to one of the constellations as something along the lines of the hammer of Fred, and I just fucking lost it. I, it's, it may not be Fred, but he, he it's the hammer of some regular ass name, and I just lost it. Absolutely lost it. It's really great, and this is in addition to all the other nice things that have been happening, where I think that it's great that we finally get to se- spend some time with Lassie and see some human side of him. Mm-hmm. This is also, near as I can tell, the first actual genuinely nice interaction between Henry and Sean. And that was big for me closing it out in such a positive way, man. I just think this episode friggin' rips. I am inclined to agree with you. I loved this episode and I forgot how much I loved it until I watched it again. So many good things. Again, this is an episode built for Gus and there's a few that are, you know, like it takes place in an observatory. Of course, that's a Gus episode. Just like the Comic Con one was a good Gus episode, and you know when they're doing all these you know nerdy fringe things, like those are really great Gus episodes. And this one was no different. I I really like Lassie in this episode, though. I like how they are like peppering in him being vulnerable throughout this season. Like they're they're making him more a relatable character, like little by little, each each time they kind of feature him. And I, I really, I, I dug it. I, I liked how, even how it started off with Sean in the bar and he was drunk and 
talking about how much he um, he admired Sean and everything like that and how he really nailed exactly what is happening, that he doesn't believe it's psychic. He's just a really good detective. <laughs> like, I mean, it was it was great. I really liked uh, I, I really like watching it. And yes, the Sean and Henry moment at the end. Beautiful. And I was I was I've been waiting for that because, you know, it's there, but you want to see it on screen. And I don't think it's really happened until this point in season one. So, yeah, v- very nice to see. Yeah, I also do want to say when you are talking about that, the Lassie moment where he's talking about, like, you astound me. One thing that kind of slipped past me is when he's like, I tried everything to fix it. Therapy, something else, acupuncture. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> acupuncture. <laughs> that was just a funny Lassie moment that yeah. kind of slips under the radar of this app. I, 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 I got to say my overall on this one. Mm-hmm. it's not just a good episode uh, the plot's a fun episode it, it's way more hijinks it reminds me very much of the spelling bee episode we're in gus's place we also have a love interest that's a gus love interest sean doesn't have a love interest in this episode that's fucking great but i think the thing that really gets me about this episode is actually that and i said it before like these three people are like, we got to take care of Lassie. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 yes, the show is built around him being the grumpy curmudgeon, but they're they're They got to take care of this guy who they clearly care about. And I think that that establishes or, or reestablishes the heart of the show. And I think that this is, this is an episode that is like, like kind of like telling you where the show's going. And I, I don't even know if they knew it at the yeah. time, but I think that, this that's what I end up loving about the show is that these four people care about each other so much. And also that, that, that Henry and Sean love each other. And even if they don't always get along, they really love each other. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, so many warm feelings coming out of this one. It speaks to the quality of the show in a way where, because we, we've said this about as early as episodes of like season or episode two or three, where we're like, this feels like an established show already. Like it's an episode that could take place in season five. Absolutely. And we thought that it came across on screen that way. But like you can tell based on this episode and where the season has gone that they didn't feel that way. The creators of the show, they were still figuring it out and coming into their own as a show. And I think they're starting here. They're starting to get it. And I, it's, it's a watershed really, moment. Yeah. Exactly. If, exactly. If, if you're if you're watching this show for the first time along with us days. Um, I will tell you that this, this kind of spirit, this, 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 this level of emotion is what you're going to get more and more as the show goes on. And, and, and and in such a good way, I I, I really, this one just left me in a really good place. I also Mm -hmm. have to say again, I don't think that Maggie Lawson is necessarily a great actress. I'm so sorry, Maggie, if you want to come on the show and tell me how I'm wrong, that would be great. But she she, she, they utilized her so perfectly in this episode. The, the 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 mugging to the camera, the facial expressions, like like she just was she was wonderful and and really helped to sell. I mean, the show is at times over the top, like like mm. like comic antics, like it, right. it's silly, but they also utilized it well. And I, I just I was very impressed with what they did in this episode. There's also some sort of uh, actual character moments for Sean in this as well, where uh, we get to see a little bit more of his sensitivity about his uh, his mother and uh, and Henry getting back in the dating pool. 
Um, that's what sets up the nice moment at the end. Uh, I also think that it leads to a funny moment where he just drops the plant there on the ground, which helps to solve the case. But that's a funny moment. And Gus is like, you want to go back and get that? He's just like, <laughs> no, no, I don't. Um, but yeah, just, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, George. I was just going to say that I think it's it's sort of an interesting indication. I like that they were nonspecific because they clearly didn't know if she was going to be a dead mother or an alive mother. But they were like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, she's I'm, she's gone, not here. There was the big divorce that we know about. That's how he, right. that's how, uh, that's why things were so uh, tumultuous mm-hmm. with Henry to begin with. And uh, it was just a, a cool little moment. Again, sort of uh, a, an episode that feels like it's looking forward. Mm-hmm. I, 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 well, what I was going to say, I, I completely agree with that. And I think the, the plant was such a great example of good writing. Nothing is superfluous. Everything is intentional. Yes. And that's a scene that was played for, for, for almost a comic moment. And yet it also ends up being kind of the pivot point where the, the case gets solved. And that's good writing. And it, it, it's, and I know, I know George, you, it's not the part of the show that you love. I do love the detective story aspects of this show. And that's one of those things that it, it, it's, 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 it's a seemingly meaningless thing that the only intention that you think is there is that they just did a good joke. And then it turns out that dropping the plant there ended up cracking the whole thing open and that's good detective storytelling i mean that's the everything has to have some meaning and you study every detail and then it you that's how you solve the case it's better way better writing than it needs to be like just considering the like where you know procedural show it's it's really good and it's it's that's really well said reach it is it it is it is it is it is it is better writing than it needs to be but i think Mm -hmm. that that comes to define the show yeah yeah he could have just handed it to henry and been like can you have one of your cop buddies Mm -hmm. look at this and henry would have been like i don't even need to it's digitalis i know it because it's john you never you never potted all the plants that i put in the backyard and until you pot the plants then i'm not doing anything with this one right i saved this plant from when we were eight years old (laughs) we're all talking in the doghouse, right? Psycho Henry <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't really relate to him as much. I just think Young Sean's kind of a dick sometimes. But I <laughs> I digress. We should get to um, the our... Uh, now is the segment, the everyone's favorite segment of the week. It is ooh, Spot the Pineapple. Did ooh. y'all spot the pineapple? And yet again, I will go first. I did not spot the pineapple. So uh, continuing my streak of never spotting the pineapple for the most part, other than the first episode where it was really obvious. I'm going to toss it over to Riggs. Riggs, did you spot the pineapple? Oh, thanks, JP. And I'm going to give you a resounding no. I did not. <laughs> I did not spot All the right, pineapple. Buddy. We're still tied. <laughs> We're still tied. Not on the board yet. I got you guys right where I want you, though. I'm coming for those points. All right. All right. No, you got it. We we got to go to our boy, our boy who is one up on us at this point. George currently leads the season with one pineapple <laughs> spotted that no one that, that 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 at least one other person didn't spot. George, did you spot the pineapple? JP, I spotted the pineapple. Holy God damn it! Shit. Oh, Jeez. that's right. Bullshit. All right, that's I'm, right, I'm folks. Bringing up, bringing up my list. I'm bringing up my list. I want to see. Right. George, tell me where did you see a, sp- uh, a pineapple? Here's the thing. 
They're in a bar. I'm like, there's going to be a fucking pineapple in a drink. Wow. Turns out not the case, but you better believe there's a pineapple on some fucking shirts, baby. God damn it. From Earth to Starbucks, <laughs> when Sean is meeting his father at a bar, a waitress walks by with pineapples on her shirt. George, that's two on the board. Damn. Two on the board. You two in a row. Mm. Two in a row on the board. Ladies, leave your All pineapples right. at home. The club is full of bottles and their pockets full of ground. <laughs> you, okay, if this read. podcast has taught me anything, it's that you need to start a uh, psych cover album. <laughs> oh, songs like that. Agree. That's like Absolutely. the third or fourth time, and they've all been bangers. And I just love <laughs> them. Reeks, we got to step up our game, dude. I know. He's two ahead of us now. That's that's that's, that's it's that's getting a real. lead, but okay. we're we're behind. If we were playing uh, English Premier League, we would be very worried about the game right now. Wow, that was my life. <laughs> like the English Premier League. Who so, could blame you? <laughs> this is really important to me. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, we have to step up our game. I'm going to be on the pineapple prowl. The wow, yes. good. I love some alliteration, baby. No, no, I will tell you guys I, what I'm thinking is we do it season by season. So it's a reset every season. Mm-hmm. Pineapple champion. Uh-huh. This is not a cumulative thing. God damn it, George, you <laughs> smug piece of shit. <laughs> That sounds like a loser talk to me. <laughs> we'll do season by season, but at the end, the ultimate winner will get the ultimate prize. And we all know what that is. We don't even have to say it. That's right. Um, but we should move to... It's a pineapple. Oh, JP, God damn it. You ruined it! <laughs> uh, Gus Gushes. What gush, gush, baby. Gush, wow. Gush wow. Of the okay. week. Okay. What are we thinking? Um, JP, you introduced the last segment. Why don't you kick it off here? Oh, man. What was my gush gush of the episode? <sighs> There's an this easy is... one out there. What do you think is the easy one? Well, the name. Name no, of the pod, come on. Baby. That's the only one, guys. That's the only one. That's right. He wow. Have you heard about Pluto? That's great. That's messed up. There is no question that is the Gus Gush of the episode. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be. It's so great. He fucking named our podcast right there. Podcast. We wouldn't exist without this pod. Like, this, you would not be hearing us right now without Gus saying this line. So, of course... This is my Gus Gush as well. Nice. Not, not to copy people two weeks in a row and not come up with an idea of my own, but I am just there with it. It has to be, right? Look, uh, when someone has a genius idea and yeah. you agree with them, that just makes you a, a half genius. And we have classic hipster George is going to come in. With I, oh, I actually like <laughs> Hipster George. God damn it. I do have a different one. <laughs> oh, George. <laughs> Look, I love, I love the have you heard about Pluto moment. I think it's spectacular. I love that it becomes a running joke. But oh, I just think it is so adorable at the very end when Gus is like, I did it. I solved the case. And he's like doing a little dance. And Sean is like, no, you didn't. Lassie solved the Juliet's case. Like, and, he's, and he's like, no, 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 it was me. I fucking did it. Oh, uh, <laughs> yep. Great fucking moment. Great, Great choice. Fucking moment. You, you, you know what? You yeah. picked a good one. You picked yeah. A good one. Look, you they're, it's it's very close. Very close. And may, no maybe I am a hipster. <laughs> there are no wrong answers when it comes to Gus Gushes. The best Gus moment is the one most people haven't heard of. That's right. <laughs> but... That's it. That oh wait no, we have to rank rate the it. episode. We have Inside to rank it. the episode. I'll I'll just start since I'm talking already. Yeah, I, Reed, you you always go last on this. Go first. Yeah, I'll go. I'll kick it off. I love this episode, and I think we're all going to be around the same area. And while it's 
while I was thinking of episodes and I've, if I, before we started the show was, did it come to mind as like maybe my top three episodes? No, I had to be reminded of it, but I did watch it again. I'm like, this is a banger. This is a gem of season one. So with that said, I'm going to give it a gem score. Obviously I'm not, I don't think it's a perfect episode. It's not my favorite episode. And I'm really reserving those 10 pineapples for my favorite. And what I deem is a perfect episode. This is very close though. So with that said, I'm going to go with nine, nine. Excellent score. Excellent score. George. Riggs, I think you hit the nail on the head, my friend. I think that this is a really great one. This is a, this is an app that really reminds me what we're here for. That when, when the three of us started talking and started being like, yeah, like I fucking love psych. Like we should talk about it. You know, those first couple apps, they're all a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where it felt like coming home, baby. Mm-hmm. This is the one. And um, I agree. It's not a perfect episode. Yeah. I would have liked if Richard Kind had been on set for more than two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's a, a really fun one. And uh, I'm also going to go with nine pineapples. That is wow. insane. I don't think we've ever rated an episode this highly. Um, I... Look, there's nothing to talk about. It's got a titular line. It's got it's got that that real feel good feeling. I'm just gonna jump into it, guys. Nine point five pineapples. Wow. I respect it. I respect, I respect it. it too. That's, that's fucking that's... just a banger. Just a banger episode. Excellent scores. Over this pineapple's been thrown on the grill, baby, because it's <laughs> a heater. Right. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, that's going to do it, though, for We Heard About Pluto. Tune in to us. If you haven't noticed already, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do it. And Subscribe, we rate every, us, review us. Yes, and say something nice and listen to the show every Wednesday. Watch the show along with us. Uh, we are at Heard About Pluto Pod. Heard About Heard Pluto Pod on Twitter, at Heard Pluto Pod. And then, George, what's the Gmail they can reach out to us at? I think it's also herdplutopod at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. Send us questions. Send a, send us comments. Send us compliments. We really yes. like those. Ooh. We love it. I hadn't even considered that. You could just send us compliments out there. Just send us nice things. Just send us pictures of your dog. I don't care. Just yeah. really. Dog. He said, you. send us pictures of your dog. <laughs> Not your dog. <laughs> dog. Let's just get that clear. Um, also, I like cats, so I'll take some. Oh, cat I fucking love cats. Too. I got too many kids. Send us all your cats. Everything. Oh yeah. Mail your cats to us. Uh, care of heard about Pluto? <laughs> non um, non four legged cat dog style pets. Send on some pictures of those too. Or anything, a cat dog. Really anything. You know, just we we love all of it. Yeah, just no, this is, is basically what this boils down to. Thank you for listening. It's so wonderful. Thank you guys for everything uh, you two that we do here. It's so much fun doing this every week and um, can't wait to do the next one. I know, right? Episode 11. Catch that next Wednesday and we will see you then. Love you. Bye. Bye. Switches. <laughs>